Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome in everybody. It's the Backyard Blazers podcast. I'm your host Connor Scott and tonight I will be joined by your two favorite Blazer aficionados. Sitting to my left it's Tyler Bagenstoss aka Agent 011 and over to my right it's Kyle George KG aka The Big Ticket. Uh, We've got tons of great content for you coming your way tonight but I wanted to start by summarizing where the Blazers are at so far in the season currently sitting at ninth in the Western Conference standings the Blazers are 24 and 28 um, chasing the Memphis Grizzlies by two and a half games currently Um, but playing better as of late and and when we talk about as of late there's one name that comes to mind and that would be Damian Lillard Tyler I want to start with you Um, in the last Two, three weeks, uh, specifically from January 20th when the Blazers played a game against Golden State running through February 2nd. We saw Damian Lillard go on one of the best six-game runs we've ever seen. Um, In those six games, he averaged 48.8 points, 10.2 assists, and 7.2 rebounds, including 49 threes made on 57% three-point field goal percentage. And in that stretch, that's six more made threes then made twos by Dame. And that's not to say he was slacking on twos. 43 of those made as well on 53% shooting. An incredible stretch. What was your initial impression when you saw Dame start off with 61 points and 10 assists against Golden State, and then what progressed over the next five games, uh, literally creating a bit of NBA history? Yes. Um, Honestly, not surprised. You can't doubt the guy, Dame Lillard. What we've been seeing from him is just next-level greatness. Yes, the Blazers aren't uh, the best team in the league right now. You know, we're sitting in ninth. We're hunting those playoffs. But Damian Lillard is giving us Blazer fans something to root for, something to just just to, to believe in, to, to believe in, to continue loving the Blazers, just giving us a reason to live, really, because that's all we are here for is the Blazers. And he is just on another level. Love what he's doing. Not surprised at all. MVP Dame. Love it. He deserves all the chance. Um yeah. There's not much you can say. You really can't describe it. It's just greatness in front of you. You can't you can't break it down. It's just greatness. It, it's tough to break down, and and you're right. It is the definition of greatness. As uh, Kyle, he actually set an NBA record with his 49 threes in those six games, passing Steph Curry and James Harden, um, who had set the previous mark during a six-game run. This shooting performance from Dame Lillard, we knew he was one of the best shooters in the NBA, but... Were you aware of how deadly he could really get? I mean, you've seen a lot of his games, and I'm just curious if this was unexpected. I mean, obviously unprecedented style run, but the shots he was making, were you surprised at all considering the difficulty? I wouldn't say I was surprised. I mean, we we got a little bit of a taste last year of Dame's range, and we've seen it expand, I think, over the last two years where he's been taking those what we used to consider Steph range three-pointers. I think... It's it's turned into logo Lillard at this uh, point. Uh-huh. He's literally pulling from <laughs> oh, yeah. the logo, mm-hmm. and not only is he pulling from the logo, he makes it. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but he makes it. It feels like a fair amount. You know, he makes uh-huh. it a lot. I think of the he's time. at forty two percent right now. Yeah, for the from, season. from overall. But I mean, even when he takes those deep ones, oh, it's like yeah. it's turned into a like you know, in the in the words of Paul George, it was a bad shot. It really, I don't think you can consider it a bad shot anymore because he makes it so often. And it's because when he gets hot and he and he sees one or two go in, I am totally fine with him coming across half court and pulling because I'm very confident he's going to make it nowadays. And I think you should be because if you watch the way the guy shoots, 
his form does not change. The only thing that changes is how much he uses his legs. Everything is the exact same. If it's from half court to the free throw line, all he does is add a little bit more legs. What the incredible part is, is knowing how much strength to add to each shot, knowing where he's at, knowing where he's at the tip of the logo and he needs just a little bit more oomph from like maybe just a step in or so. That's the feel that he has for the game is just next level. Like right. Better than better than most in the league. Right. I mean, and I, I don't, don't want to start naming names, but he's just insane right now. No, I totally agree. And I and I really want to make sure we don't sleep on his ability to get to the rim as well because he's with his range expanding like it has, it just made him that much harder to guard because now when we get to the pick and roll situations or even when he's in isolation situations, it's so much harder on defenders now because they know they have to guard him as soon as he gets across half court. And he's so quick to get around guys. So if he sees an open lane and if Whiteside's clearing out of the block and he sees that lane, he's going to fake the three and get to the rim. And we've seen him have some crazy finishes as of late. Him and CJ are both great at that. Yep. Uh, but it's just so awesome to see how good of a scorer he has become. We all knew as Blazer fans that he had this in him, but it's just so great that he's now getting the respect across the rest of the league, and it's just so exciting for Portland in general, I feel yep. like. Yeah, and, and something for our listeners to look out for next time you're watching uh, the Blazers play, maybe tonight against Utah. I guess this pod won't be out till Monday, so that'll be in the past, but watch how Dame uses the rim to fight off um, bigger defenders while he's taking those two point attempts Kyle's talking about it was really noticeable as he put up 51 and 12 on February 2nd against the Utah Jazz the way he was fending Rudy Gobert off not with any part of his body but strictly the rim the way they teach you to do it in youth basketball was I mean to a level of the assassin Dame has become yep. I, it was really impressive and to me I have one thing to attest to Dame's greatness and why I think that it's like that the appreciation has been delayed throughout his career and like why now people are starting to understand how great he is is the usage rate. And I don't know what the stats are and what it looks like, but when you look at a guy like, just off the top of my head, like Russell and James Harden, when Russell was on OKC and James Harden was on Houston, they would shoot the ball, have the ball in their hands so much that where it was literally a, a three, a drive to the basket, or a dish and shot. Dames, if you watch in previous years, he's getting everyone else involved. He's not shooting all these shots. He's not shooting nearly as many. He's shooting a way better percentage, but only putting up like 25 a game. So you see what happens when he's forced into creating more, making more shots, because that's the only way our team will win right now. And look at what he's doing. He's better than most guys in the league. So that's why I think Dame has kind of got snubbed in previous years is because he hasn't been used at, like on this level before. Right. And he's showing what he can do, and he knew he could do it the whole time. And he's proven it in the playoffs year after year by beating those types of guys right. when it comes to that point. So I'm happy that everyone in the league, all the analysts and everyone is starting to realize like what this guy can do. And they knew he could do it, but like seeing him put up these numbers is just uh, amazing to see. Right, and I have a feeling that going forward you know obviously we're banged up right now with the Nurkic and Collins injuries and Rodney Hood yeah. I think seeing Dame being able to take over games like this like we all knew he could take over a game but I agree with Tyler in the sense that now that we see what can happen when he gets this large quantity of work that when it comes to the playoffs and we're fully healthy and we have the option to let Dame take over and then we also have the option to you know have let someone Dame, who's let, right, let more reliable and let yeah. CJ and let Collins and let all those guys get their work. And I think it gives Stotts a lot more opportunities as a coach. And there's a lot more avenues he can take as far as like how like he can read a game more and be like, you know what, this is Dame's game. Like 
we mm-hmm. we all see him, you know, or use so, him as a decoy. Exactly, you use him as a decoy, and he's just one of those guys that like once you once you Dame sees a couple shots go in, like he's one of those guys that I am so confident is gonna is he's gonna score look thirty out. points. It, yeah, <laughs> serious, it's a lookout moment. Like there are, there are a lot of guys in the league that are like that, but for some reason with Dame, and it must might be my Blazer bias. I'll fully admit that. But once I just know for a fact, like once he hits two threes, I'm like this is gonna be a great a great game for him. No, like because you see his bad games, he's like one of six from three. It's like whenever he has multiple threes. And I that's feel like only he, relevant to the best pure shooters in the game. Not necessarily best basketball players, but when it comes to shooters, like that will happen with a Clay Thompson. Clay, Steph, right. Dame, Steph yeah. and Dame. That's literally the I'm three, sure, I think. I'm probably right. forgetting someone because Dame's second in the but league. But then the next thing you'll see, like you'll see like years past, Kyle Korver will go off and hit 10 threes in a game, you know, or right. something. But other than that, like it's those the Trey pure Young, scores, the, just elite scores, and that's Dame. Yeah. And, and I, I agree completely. And another question I wanted to ask you um, both, starting with you, Tyler, here. Yep. Um, during that six-game run, what was your favorite game out of the following three? Because I, I think, or three or four, because I think these might have been his best. His uh, career yeah, high. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just want to list them for the, the okay, listeners. Please. Career high, 61 points against the Golden State Warriors to go along with 10 assists and seven boards. Mm-hmm. His first career triple-double. Mm-hmm. Uh, 36 points, 11 assists, and 10 boards. Mm-hmm. His the uh, which was in the game, first game in the Staples Center since the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant. Yep. R.I.P. Um, so his his definitely R.I.P. But his first career triple double in a moment like that truly exemplifying what Mamba mentality means. Um, or would it be his no? Do you want? Can I correct you real quick? Absolutely. Dame had that triple double against Houston. Oh, you're correct. And then sorry, there's a, there is a. Let me find it here. Oh, sorry. In the Staples Center game, this is the third yep. option. Uh, 48 points, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. Yes. Um, following that beautiful tribute from the mm-hmm. Lakers um, to Kobe Bryant, all the pregame ceremony, mm-hmm. the amazing speech by LeBron, and obviously our hearts go out to everyone affected by that tragedy as well as the city of L.A. Um, we know what an impact he made there. But, I mean, I it was one. so cool. Go go for it, Ty. I mean, they're, they're, all, they're all great decisions. <laughs> but there's no wrong answer. For me... With all the previous history between Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Damn all it. the playoff series, Damn it. <laughs> to have your first triple-double not and against Russell Westbrook, who's the triple-double king, which don't mean shit, um, have him put up that and against a good Houston team, it's for me, is was my favorite one of the game, or of, the of, run. Those, of those six, of the run, yeah. It was just incredible to watch him do that against <laughs> against the Houston Rockets. Yeah. They're a good team, I mean... We're a depleted roster, and he just pulls it out, man. It's just incredible. And there was some reignited uh, trash talk during oh, that, right before that game, too. Yeah. So to see Dame show out, that was incredible. But What uh, was it? You don't want to see me in the playoffs? <laughs> that's right. yeah, I'm yeah. the last guy last you want to see in the playoffs. You don't want to see me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kyle, Which is uh, factual. want to yes. go to you. 61-point career high, triple-double versus Houston, Staples Center after Kobe's passing, or the game you attended, the Utah Jazz, where he put up 51-12 and 12, um, with a, a depleted Blazers roster on hand. Well, Ty took the took the Rockets game, but I'll go to I'll go to the Staples Center performance. I mean, it, it was I mean we I think we all watched the the pregame ceremonies going on, mm-hmm. and it it was really cool to watch. It was super sad at the same time, but I think with uh, when Dame tweeted out before the game that he was going to try to exemplify the the Mamba mentality, and then for him to go out on that stage and do it, I think is just the something whole world that's super watching. Special. Yeah, it, I mean, and it just attributes to his greatness. Like we, it's kind of been the theme of the pod so far is how great Dame is, and I think that just 
that's just another you know building block to his resume as far as like how great he really is and how great he is for our city. And I, I, I feel comfortable in saying that out of everyone in the NBA, I, I truly believe that Dame's mental fortitude most replicates Kobe Bryant's um, when he was playing in his prime. Not saying they're the same level. It's tough to match up to Kobe Bryant. But at the same time, I think the mentality Dame takes kind of work in the dark um, and do anything to win. Maybe a less little less abrasive than Kobe was known to be. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he does really uh, exemplify what the Mamba mentality is would, all about. Absolutely, And that is shown um, not only in this podcast room, but by NBA coaches as well as Dame Lillard was selected to his fifth NBA All-Star game. He's a reserve yet again, yet to crack the starting lineup. We all think that's bullshit, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but along with this fifth All-Star game, he'll also be participating in the, thir- the NBA three-point contest for the third time, as well as a special rap performance coming on All-Star Saturday night, I believe... Um, Taking the position we've seen, uh, I think Kyle mentioned Jay Cole last year. I don't know if that was halftime or Saturday night, but we've seen these performances before. And for the NBA to go ahead and give it to Dame Dalla, I love it. I love it. I'm a little nervous for the performance, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, Ty, I want to go to you here first um, about Dame's fifth All-Star selection, mm-hmm. being left out of the starting lineup, but mm-hmm. then playing for or uh, being selected by Team LeBron last. Well, night. I mean, he didn't get voted in first of all. As- does that Not matter? By the fans, yeah. Yeah. right? I think it matters. The starters I, are voted by the fans, right? The starters yeah, but, are but voted. Then when yeah. LeBron and Giannis are picking, can they pick anyone as their starters, or can they? No, only, no, they no. Have starters to pick out have of the to pool start. So he was the first yeah. reserve picked by LeBron, yes. right? He has. I don't know why we don't like why. Why is he not going to be the MVP of the game? I mean. Why would That's we put good, that past? That, that was going to be. Uh, yeah, would, you took my would take. You, damn it. I'm going to you first next time, Kyle. I promise. Dame Lillard is going to be shooting. I mean, everyone's shooting a lot. You get that guy on a roll. You, we saw what happened last All Star game. He he had a little run on him, and everyone was stoked about it. He was pulling up from a few steps um, in from half court. Uh, love what I'm seeing there. I'm not. A f- Are we talking about the, the performance? Because. The, 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 his the performance. Let's, let's wait one yeah. second, real quick. I mean, I'm um, not Dame Lillard's MVP. actually go for it. Go for it. Talk about what you think about the rap performance. Um, I mean, and, he's meant for it. You think he's, he's just as he could have a rap career if he wanted. Shaq and, Shaq's done it before. Why not Dame? Dame's a hundred times better. He has. Um, he's rapped with like legitimate artists, Lil Wayne. Um, Any like he he's, puts the work he's in. respected in both industries. So why not give him a chance? And I bet you he'll um, rap with someone else, you know, alongside uh, an artist as well. I'm guessing he's not going to be, like, the only guy, but um, I'm stoked to see him up there. He deserves it, and it'll be fun to watch. Kyle, those performances can be a little tough to pull off in a NBA arena. That's something I've just noticed. They never seem to feel that uh, Absolutely. crazy or buck right. or wild or whatever you want to label it. What is, what's your opinion on um, his performance and his you know, kind of the marketing strategy, maybe he his his own personal brand, um, maybe that motivation towards this event, as well as his fifth All Star selection not being a starter. Your thoughts, kind of on that general situation? I think he'll be fine when it comes to the performance. Like Dame can do anything, and for yeah. some reason, whenever he does anything, it turns out to be great. Like I'm, try- <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think master of swag. I'm trying master to think of, of something where Dame has like committed to doing something and it not working out. Like it, like initially, for example, when he first started his rap career and he came out with that album, everyone was like, oh, how's this going to be? And then immediately I'm still it's like well-respected. Yeah. It's like very well-respected, I think, amongst... I'm not, I'm, I'll admit, I don't listen to rap that much, so I'm not going to sit here and try and you know talk his music. I've heard it, and I like it. I oh, think the good. consensus uh, is with good. every album, yeah. he's gotten better. steps and steps better, and that comes from people right. within the rap industry and rap game. No, yeah. So I think, I think he is getting... Uh, 
respect, at least for his development. Um, I agree. And, and what about Tyler's MVP claim? I, well, that, I, I'm really sad because that was going to be my take of the take of the bottom. Yeah, if you don't think win. I'm betting that, <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> a, sadly <laughs> wrong. Kidding, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say if there's a freaking, I don't know if there's odds on. Give MVP me the plus five. There will be. Yeah, there like will if be. there's odds, I'm taking Dame for sure. And you know, we all remember last. I don't know if you guys watched last year's game, oh, yeah. but there's when the team LeBron was down. They were down big, like yeah. 20 points, and Dame was the one that kind of brought yeah. him back, and he hit the game tying three and like the entire LeBron bench was on the court yeah. celebrating. Like I have a feeling Dame, like each all-star game he's played in, again, he keeps progressing, mm-hmm. keeps getting better. Theme of the pod. I have a feeling this year we could see a casual 40 points from Dame in this all-star hey, game. And with the performance, as Blazer fans, we can already see him with the V-neck, no shirt underneath, tats oh, out. That would be so Just, oh, he's got Lil Wayne behind him. Two chains right there, baby. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, Dame also is going to compete in the Sprite or Mountain Dew this year. Excuse me. Three-point contest. Yeah, Mountain Dew three-point contest, which I don't know if I like has it. a fun new twist from the NBA. Along with the five normal racks, one of those being full of money balls, they've also added two green Mountain Dew balls that are three-point shots from none other than Logo Lillard territory. Mm-hmm. They're basically in between the wing and the top of the key racks, but moved back six feet, yep. and those shots will be worth three points. Mm-hmm. Now... Dame is not the only one that's hoisting these kind of shots. Trey Young also in the field. Um, we're used to seeing him. We're used to seeing Zach Levine yeah. at least take ill-advised shots. I don't know about this deep. Yeah. Um, okay. Not quick, the same level quick, in my books. I, hey, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be a good Thank host. Thank you for here. letting us know. I'm yeah. just trying to be a good host here. Quickly, and I don't need too much expansion on it. Give it's me fine. your 15 second pitch on why you believe Dame's going to win because I think you're both going to pick him here. Best percentage from logo range and the biggest balls on the team. <laughs> That's a good answer. It's, it's not even the logo range for me. It's just because Damian Lillard is my favorite player and <laughs> because he's a baller and because he's he's been in it twice now. Yeah. It just makes sense for him to win it the third time. Like he was probably just you know letting the superstars mm-hmm. have their runs the last couple times. No one knew him yet. Now it's now it's time for Dame to take over. Yep, he's going to win for sure. Love it. And I'll bet that, too, if there's odds. Yeah, I, too. Oh, I'm definitely betting that with you guys. Um, I would also like to note, before we move on to our next topic here, Dame should be a seven-time All-Star. Yeah. Uh, he was snubbed twice, back-to-back years, after being voted in twice. So he was voted in his second and third year in the league, I believe, um, and then snubbed his fourth and fifth year, where he's had two of his best seasons. By that, wasn't that when averages. he was first-team NBA? Yes, or second team NBA, but not an all-star, I yeah. believe. And in those seasons, in his two snub seasons, um, I believe Dame averaged, let me look here. In 2016, he didn't make the all-star game, but averaged 25, 7, and 4. And then in 2017, also did not make the all-star game, averaging 27 points, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds. <laughs> yeah, I think he, the most frustrating thing is there are guys that were making the all-star team back then based, based on, on the popularity. Yeah. and. You know, don't get me wrong. Like Kobe Bryant was in there. Like when he, I remember he like didn't play like for half the season. Yeah. And was still getting voted in. It's which I get here. it. Like Kobe Bryant. Like especially it's a brand. now. Like uh, it's a brand, yeah. and we all love Kobe. Like I get it. But at the same time, it's like I re- I really do feel for those guys that get snubbed who deserve it. And yeah. like this year, we saw it with some other guys that probably helped us when Dame gets snubbed. Yeah, because then, he gets oh, pissed without a doubt, <laughs> it, and it makes him more loyal. I think to Portland. So. I think so too. Um. Speaking of being loyal to Portland, that's exactly what we are because this season has not gone as planned. The Blazers, after a Western Conference Finals appearance, kind of retooled the roster, gave it a new, refreshed look under the guidance of Neil Olshay, including Hassan Whiteside, among many others. Um, That's led the Blazers to sit currently at ninth in the West at 24 and 28, um, but playing better as of late. 
They're currently sitting behind the Memphis Grizzlies, two and a half games. I believe I mentioned that earlier. Um, with the Spurs and Pelicans hot on the Blazers' tails, one and a half and three games behind them as it sits right now. Fellas, the Grizzlies have been a good, young, up-and-coming team. We just saw a little edge out of them with Dylan Brooks and John Morant's comments towards Iguodala getting yep. out of Memphis and wanting to beat his ass when they play him. Yep. Um, Blazers, though, have that veteran experience behind the man of the show tonight, Damian Lillard, the man of the show every night, and C.J. McCollum, who's been there, hit the big shots in Game 7 against Denver. Mm -hmm. um, Kyle, going to you first this hey. time, so Tyler can't <laughs> steal all your points. Uh, how do you feel about the Blazers currently two and a half back and, and the potential of stealing that eight seed um, with, of course, Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins? Yeah, <laughs> We're patiently lurking. waiting they're for lurking. them to come back uh, in mid-March. No, it, it's been kind of it's been frustrating as a Blazer fan this year, not because of our performance, but hearing how some of, you know, the you know, the Blazer fans have reacted. It's like. I mean, what do you really expect when you're when you're missing three of your five starters? It's like we're not gonna we're already kind of a we're not the deepest team in the league, I guess is what I'm getting at. So even when we are fully healthy, like getting to like the fourth and you know third seed in the West is really good for us. That's something that we should be proud of. So I think like having the expectation or saying that this season was a let or has been a letdown so far, I think is not really the most accurate because it's like we're missing three of the five starters, and it's like any other team that was missing three of the five starters would also be struggling. Um, however, you mentioned it with Nurk and Collins lurking. I think if I am a top four seed in the West right now, I have my eye on Portland, and I don't want to see them come come the playoff time, especially if those guys come back healthy and playing as well as they have been historically and with how well Dane's been playing. That's just a team that, as an eight or seven seed, Portland, I'm saying, is a scary, scary seven or eight seed that could compete with a one or a two seed. I know the LA teams are loaded. I know they're really good, but I don't see them as the Golden State Warriors. Like you know, they're two, not unbeatable. Two, I don't think they're unbeatable like they are. Sense, I think right? they, you know, they're still really good. And I'm not saying Portland would for sure beat them. It would definitely be a really tough series. Well, but I, mean, I think we just beat them. So that's yes, we did just beat them in the regular season. But I'd say in a seven game series, it would be tough. But I have a feeling with that we could sneak into the playoffs and potentially make some noise if we get healthy. Yeah. So what I see from this season is a combination of things. And I think it's a combination of getting all new role players at the beginning of the season, losing guys like Mo and Aminu, who Dame and CJ were comfortable with, knew what they were getting from, knew where to hit them. Um, also injuries. Obviously, that's uh, part of the scenario here. Um, it's tough to gain that um, continuity between your teammates uh, very quick. I mean, you've seen – you don't get it through practice. You don't get it through scrimmages. I mean, you got to get on the court. you got to be playing together. you got to be in different um, – uh, to back this point up, but just very quickly here, lineups, I mean, what? we know in, after the 2016 signings, two years in a row, Dame ran those training camps in San Diego preseason to yep. get the team together. To get ahead of time. This, right. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that happened necessarily with this squad. But doesn't sound like it. Doesn't, right. Or doesn't look like it either. <laughs> well, but yeah. um, it's uh, So I don't, blame, I don't blame Dame. I don't blame anyone, really. It's just tough to get um, comfortable with each other. And then you get some trades. Like you say, bye to Kent Bazemore. You say uh, Rodney Hood goes down. I mean, all, everyone else goes down, and then you get these guys, veterans, and you get Mello in, and you get Ariza, who know how to play the game. They know where to be. Um, so, yes, I, I like I like them as an eight seed if Nurt comes back, Zach comes back, and that's if, like, they're playing meaningful minutes. Like, n they're not on minutes restrictions if that's at the beginning of March, not at the end of March. Um, 
as a Blazer fan right now, I'm not sure if I want them to make the playoffs and go through all that. Ex- I mean, if it's just one series, like if if they get in the playoffs, I want them to win the series. I want them to beat the Lakers. But what's You're the, if the, they're they're going through all this extra playing time, all this extra work, like traveling and and uh, I would just like to see them come back healthy next year. But if things are ahead of schedule with Nurk and Collins, you know, I mean, it, it's a give or take situation here, and. Um, I just don't know really what I prefer. Obviously, we have Damian Lillard, and he will not back down from any challenge. He will be going for that eight seed. He will not be giving up and tanking at all. But it would be nice for Dame and CJ to get a little break, maybe come back healthy, wrap at the All-Star game, talk to some homies, come play in Portland next year. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, got, we got Carmelo Anthony. Hopefully yeah. he stays. So, you know, he has a little bit of veteran pull. We got Hassan Whiteside. Hopefully he stays on cheaper. You know? I don't, I, I don't know. It's... I, I appreciate what you're saying, Ty, but I don't think Dame agrees. As uh, I have these two quotes from him from his recent er, oh, I know he doesn't article agree. with Jason. Quinn. <laughs> I know he doesn't. Uh, That's why asked I love about him. About a tough season and uh, the battle for the eight seed. Dame's two quotes that I had pulled was, "I'm not going to go away quietly." Period. Ever. Period. <laughs> and then followed up by, "In my mind, I'm going out with a real brawl. I'm going out with a real fight." So, as as much as. The fans may want to see him take a break. I think that's the farthest things from Dame's mind. But we know I, that. I, I totally acknowledge what, uh, and I agree that it really comes down to the leg and shoulder of Zach Collins and L- Yusuf Nurkic. Because if they can come back and be Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic like we saw pre-injury, I'm I got aside with Kyle. I think we can make a real run at maybe even getting back to the Western Conference Finals. I don't see why not. We I made it last year not. without Nurkic. We made it with Cantor, who can eat food. Respect of, though. Uh, respect. <laughs> uh, of course that. It's super unlikely. We've seen like one eight seed beat a one seed in our lifetime. Golden State over Dallas, um, the We Believe Warriors. Uh, I just, I just think maybe we're the second iteration. And I don't course, see why not. Rip City bias, but that's why we're doing the fucking podcast. So yeah. you know what? Blazers <laughs> to the championship. Boys. Um, <laughs> Let's go. Before we move on completely from this eight seed race, I would like to ask you both, Kyle. I'm letting you go first again here. Oh yeah. Um, we've got the Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Spurs, kind of in that three to four team race for the eight seed one are you kind of you know in a weird way i'm kind of looking forward to the blazers racing for this eight seed because it makes these games meaningful yep. when early on in the season i thought we might be like the 10 or 11 and like just watching shit basketball at the mm-hmm. end of the year at least we're racing for something and with the players on our team they're not gonna let up and they're not gonna mail this season in by any means so kyle are you excited to watch this eight seed race and then which of the other teams um, the Blazers are fighting against in this race. Are you kind of most worried about? Definitely excited to watch. That's obvious. Yeah. Uh, the team I'm most worried about, probably Memphis, but I'm going to choose New Orleans because of Zion. And I, I'm I'm really excited to watch Zion get going. And I'm, I'm scared that this young team that they have and with how good Ingram's been all year, like what this team could potentially do come latter half of the season. So I, I'm going to go with New Orleans and... I, I hope Zion, you know, performs well because I like him and I like to watch him play. However, I hope it doesn't hinder the Blazers' ability to make the playoffs. Uh-huh. Well, let me just read one of my notes from my uh, prep page. Uh, also nervous, Zion Impact could kickstart Pelicans and figure out their style and rotations. Yeah. So I'm with you on that one. I'm definitely with you. He's been as good as advertised. So as John Morant, Tyler, are you a little worried about Memphis, who's in the no. driver's seat, or do you think their youth is going to catch up to him? Dame will shit on John Morant. <laughs> I, I, Dame, yes. shit. I'm not worried about I'm with you, but I don't think they play one-on-one for the playoff spot. 
unfortunately. Jaw's the leader of their team. Dame's the leader of our team. When I say Dame, Point I mean Blazers. And I agree. Dame <laughs> is the Blazers. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're right. Um, but no, I mean, that's, that's... Pelicans are the easy answer. I think we got a consensus answer here. Uh, they got... They got some veterans. They got Drew Holiday to lead those guys. Lonzo Ball's been in the league for a little bit. Reddick. Uh, Brandon Egram. I mean, they got studs. So they're deeper than the Blazers. I mean, come on. They just don't have Damian Lillard. Yeah. So uh, I look for the Pelicans to make That's a run here. That's a big piece. Look, 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 <laughs> it's a huge piece. Look for the Blazers to make a run, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans sneak in. Yeah. I think I'm with you there. Yep. Um, good news for the Blazers on the horizon. Uh, 24th ranked strength of schedule for the rest of the remainder of the season. Ooh, the team okay. they're trailing, the Grizzlies. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kobe Bryant's number. That's good oh, news for us. Destiny. That is destiny, destiny right there, boys. Shout out Kobe, Black uh-huh. Mamba. Um, Blazers, 24th ranked strength of schedule remaining. Memphis Grizzlies, second hardest schedule remaining. And we're battling for the oh. eighth seed. And that's Gianna's And number. we're battling for the eighth seed. Destiny. Guys, <laughs> uh, it is destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and we're battling for the eighth. Kyle, oh, destiny. Uh, <laughs> the Portland Trail Blazers are officially dedicating the season to Kobe Bryant on behalf <laughs> of the Backyard Blazers yes. podcast. Yes. Um, at least our podcast. Trevor Ariza wears number eight. And oh. played with Kobe oh. for a championship. Oh, oh. my God. All right. All right. Well, we've yeah. got destiny on our side now as we well as the Damian championship Lillard, at this so point. I don't know how we can't bring the Larry O'Brien to Portland. Um, last topic I wanted to move to tonight before we wrap the pod. Yep. Uh, trade deadline just came and passed. Yet another year where Portland uh, not only... Cricket. Uh, Cricket. Uh, uh, Cricket. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better. We send Scal Labissier out. Um, Kent Bazemore earlier. Bring in Trevor Reza. Wenyan Gabriel, a Tyler Bagginstoss favorite, a Tyler Bagginstoss favorite, <laughs> Dolver, yes. and Biggie Swanigan. Um, <laughs> you say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so the Blazers, not a ton of impact moves, I wouldn't say right off the bat. Uh, there were rumors, obviously, earlier in the season, Whiteside may be um, expendable or maybe looking to bring Kevin Love into PDX, Kyle. I know you're a proponent of Love to PDX. For How sure. did you feel about Blazers standing pat during the trade deadline? It was tough. To be honest, because like I want to preface by saying that uh, when when Whiteside first showed up to Portland, I I wasn't on board. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't. I I watched him play, and his effort was lacking. At least I felt at times, and he was putting up good numbers. However, I, I wasn't on board. He's completely changed my mind. Um, I, it may have been stubbornness on my end for a few games there, but he's really turned it around. I feel like he I feel like he's bought into the Blazer. Uh, culture and chemistry and I think Dame probably has a lot to do with that so I will apologize to Hassan but I think from he was fr- looking for that apology so I know I, I know he was it. he was really worried about what I, <laughs> what I had to say about him I, I'm sure um however f- when I put my GM cap on uh like because I, I should be the Blazers GM let's be honest I, I I'm just we've gonna, all backed yeah, you for right, it right I know I, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet but I felt references. that it was in Portland's interest to trade him at the deadline, and that's nothing personal to Hassan. It's just strictly because he's on this big expiring contract. It, it was a perfect opportunity to try and trade for a guy like a Kevin Love. I'm not going to throw Blake Griffin in there because he's hurt right now, but Kevin Love, I think, was the guy I wanted um, just because he his contract fits Damon CJ's when it comes to length. It, it's, it's the same length, so you're getting a guy that I think really fits what Portland needs, which is a stretch four that... I know he doesn't provide a lot of defense, but at the end of the day, he's he's a guy that's going to knock down threes when he's open. He's, he's going to provide offense, and he's a veteran. He's a guy that really fits our team, so I really wanted to get him. And it's just frustrating. you know. Year after year, I feel like we have these opportunities to make trades, 
yet we, we're just there nothing ever happens and I, it makes you wonder like are the, are the rumors that we hear you know on twitter somebody are they true or are they just you know some, things that people are making up and they're not actually a let, possibility and we just get let down because you know they're they're fake basically fake news i guess but you could let say. me spit some knowledge yeah. in the group right here right now so this kind of goes this goes deeper than we talking just, conspiracies no 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 than just this free that agency. felt like a conspiracy but, lead in it really so did. when paul deeper. allen was alive in 2016 oh we're talking conspiracy when, when paul allen was alive in 2016 <laughs> and we had drafted all these guys like dame cj allen crab um we got uh did we draft mo harkless no, no, we, we no, but we drafted Magic Myers Leonard on the cheap. Yeah. We got Mo we, from the Magic on the cheap. Yeah, but we got second, him on the cheap. second round pick, right? But, up. And we drafted Myers Leonard. So, after reading a bunch that. of articles and scrolling through the internet, I read a bunch of stuff how Paul really wanted Neil to retain those guys. He liked his young core. He thought they were going to get good. He saw some stuff in Alan Crabb. Saw some stuff in Myers Leonard. Just didn't obviously pan out. So, in the year 2016, we went ahead and signed Dame CJ. And then Alan Crabb for four years, seventy-five million. Myers four years, forty-one million. Evan Turner four years, seventy million. Festus Azili two years, sixteen million. Oh. And Mo Harkless four years, forty-two million. I'm sorry, that so really, ever, this since just hurts that, to hear. ever since <laughs> that ever since that twenty sixteen year, ever since that twenty sixteen free agency, we have just been chasing ourselves. We've been chasing ourselves ever since. So. Yeah, did you guys see the Twitter thing that rolling around where we like traded Caleb Swanigan for Caleb Swanigan? Yes, yeah, that, well, yeah, that's what's gonna, that was really funny. That's what's going to happen when you're you're so far in the luxury tax because you paid Evan Turner's bitch ass seventy million. <laughs> um, that that's sorry, it's no, true though. No. It's and and we see the results so of it. Like, this off season is Neil's chance to right his wrongs, so he's not going to go and pay. Kevin Love and have no money to play around with. He's like, okay, I'm in free agency. I'm going to make these decisions. It's my way. There's no one over my shoulder. Right. Like, I'm going to go and sign these guys. So what What the, it's panned out to look like is, okay, we're going to get um, – Melo's making two mil. We're going to get him back cheap. We got uh, Ariza on a two-year $25 million deal, so he'll be making half of 25. You got to get him uh, – uh, Whiteside back for like ten mil a year. Hopefully he buys in. He already made a max. I mean, he made he's enough money. Twenty nine right now is the problem. Yeah, uh, he already yeah. made a max. He's he's not going to get a max from the Zers. I mean, if he does want a max, then you get him away. But then you have like thirty five million to forty million to play with to get like role players and like decent yeah. ones. But when we had that opportunity in twenty sixteen, no one wanted to come. No one wanted, like believed in the Blazers, so we had to go and pay a guy like Evan Turner. But now the league is seeing what Damian Lillard's doing, seeing what CJ can do. We just made it to the Western Conference finals without Nurk. Someone's going to want to come, especially with the pull of Dame, CJ, and then you have Carmelo Anthony, that veteran who has respect around the league. Um, I think that he's he traded away Scal. He, we're only like $4 million above the luxury tax right now. We're not paying barely shit compared... We were like 30 or some shit. But now he's just going to pl- let it play out. We make the playoffs or we don't. <clears throat> we have all this expiring contracts. We have money to play with. And this year is the year. I looked up... Um, peak um prime years and the dame is 29 right now and it says your peak prime is 27 and then after 31 everything starts to go down all the stats everything just shows decline so dame's 29 you have literally two years to make a real push because dame is the only reason this thing spins right and so so before you keep going because i hear your point and i don't necessarily disagree with your point i guess where i get worried is no one's gonna we, come. Exactly. It's I. I understand. Like, yes, we have mellow. Like, 
I guess for me that doesn't put that doesn't push me over the edge as far for argument's sake. Like, oh, we have Melo. That's going to be the guy who attracts somebody. No, I, I know. To me, it it just doesn't do it for me. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying like that doesn't sway me to that side. And that's why I say trading for a guy like Kevin Love. To your point, he has two more years left after this year on his contract for those two years with Dame. It's like mm -hmm. you're able to get a guy and lock him for two years, and you don't have to worry about trying to bring someone because now we're going to go into next no. offseason, you know, shitting totally our pants feel, every night because I, we're like, who are we going to get? And not to mention, Connor put together this great list for us. There aren't a ton of guys that I really, I'm really attracted to going into this next offseason. There are a few names. I don't know if we are getting to that point yet. The no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, looking at it. just looking at Connor's list, there are, there are two names that stand out to me as far as guys that I would really like to see come to Portland next year. Number one is Serge Ibaka. I think he's a he's a great veteran for a guy that doesn't necessarily provide you know a ton offensively. He can score, don't get me wrong, but he's a shoot guy that three. he can shoot the three, so he can play the stretch four role. He's strong in the interior. He's a guy that I think fits the mold. I think we're missing that four. Like I love Collins. I think Zach is great. I would. Love it even more if he was off the bench. And I to totally be agree with you. But if we go and get a guy like K-Love, you ain't, you ain't fucking with Serge Ibaka. You're getting, no, you're I, getting I, Mario Hazonias and shit. I, I understand, but I, I totally get that. But I'm saying <laughs> going to next year, we don't have anybody. So it's like you better got hope the Serge Ibaka, who's already playing for a team that's really good, and you're trying to persuade him to come to Portland, which is one of the smallest uh -huh. markets in the league. And, and as a betting man, I kind of like that – Exhilaration, okay. like no, I, I, I respect that. Dame and I CJ, that. Yeah. Dame, CJ, Neil, they all talk, bro. Dame and Neil, yeah. they for sure talk. I, so I maybe know, Dame's yeah. like, "Hey, I got this guy on the line. Let hold up, you know." But you, you never know. I, but all yeah. I know is that Dame has more pull than he's ever had now to come and play in Portland, and like everyone who comes ends up loving it. So I, as a betting man, fuck it, you know, don't go and get Caleb. I mean, I would have loved to have him. Don't get me wrong. If we traded for Caleb, would be shit in my pants. <laughs> but now that we don't. I'm I'm betting on Dame. You know, All right. I, no, I, I respect that. For and sure. I, and I think what we're talking about here is really both great ideas, but you just have to pick one of the lanes. So it's a natural place to disagree because yeah. with both, the, you know, the way I see it is uh, Tyler kind of briefly mentioned this um, in a side comment, but I think the core is already in place in Portland. Yeah. I think we have the core we need, and so uh, to me, you know, you get K Love. I think he fits right in with our core, right? Mm -hmm. But to Tyler's point, that was Kyle's point. Now to Tyler's, just to show how down the middle this truly is. I think you could also keep the core we have now. Look to re-sign Whiteside if he—he's not historically one to give teams favorable deals. Yeah, he, but the thing is, Dame's in his ear now, and, and Dame's and, is be one of his better friends. Yeah, but then so say say you're able to maybe keep him, maybe even not. But then you surround your core with players like Otto Porter Jr., Serge Ibaka. Maybe an MKG to play defense off the bench. Exactly. You know, maybe then you have enough, but I, I definitely do. Maybe you have enough. I think there's also, I, I'm basically playing right down the middle here because mm -hmm. I think they're both good points. I just, then I'll just give one last little boost to Kyle's side too. But are those role players enough to win you an actual championship or just be right back to the third seed? Because yeah. we've been the third seed. Yep. We want to win a fucking title and yeah. Dame's our chance to do it. That we have, like, I mean, we haven't seen a player 
like Dame outside of Brandon Roy, whose career was cut short. So we don't know if he's like Dame. And I mean, it's hard to say anyone's like Dame because he's done things this year and in the past has clutched Gene, all of it. And, and one thing that I Clyde, think I know is our dads are going to scold us when they yeah. listen back. We get it. Clyde's a hall of famer. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. He also right. left and went to Houston Dame's and won jock. a championship there. Dame isn't leaving. Can't hold Dame's jock. Um, one thing that I also think that we're not considering. Well, I think we are considering, but it just hasn't been said yet is it's possible that Olshay, Stotts, all these guys, they just they might just believe in Nurk. They might just think Nurk is that guy where who He's we saw we saw last year how good Nurk really is, and people forget Nurk's what twenty five years old, still yeah, super yeah. young. I I understand the argument that like yeah. oh we don't know if he's going to come back the same way. I don't really see that argument. I think, like, you know, guys get hurt all the time. Paul George, for example, the most obvious example, broke his leg. Great example. I mean, it's like guys come back from these all the time, especially when. Especially talented players. Exactly. Especially talented players. (laughs) And with, like, with where, you know, technology and medicine are now, like, these guys get fully recovered. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair to say, like, oh, now Nurk all of a sudden is super injury prone. No, he's taken the time he's needed to take. He's fully healed. Like, obviously, he's been walking around for the last, you know, three or four months. Uh We've seen him on the bench celebrating all the time. He's healthy. They're just not rushing him back. So it's possible that, you know, Dame, Neil, uh, Stotts, that they just really believe that Nurk is the guy that's going to help put us over the edge because we saw him last year like, wow, this guy is he's really improving. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the true number three guy on our team behind Dame and CJ. Maybe next year, what if he's the number two guy? Like, well, you that, don't know. that was already the argument. Right, you don't know if he could be like a center that is all of a sudden all-star caliber that puts us over the edge. So mm-hmm. I, maybe that's why we didn't push to make a deal at the deadline. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, look at Toronto's mold last year. It was Kawhi. And then an, an average all star in Kyle Lowry, and then Serge Ibaka, Marcus Sol. All the, the best role players. Yeah, out the best player, come yeah. out of nowhere, and he's, it was the Warriors he's dominating with, now. So yeah. when the Warriors cheated and had KD, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, that's a whole different story. We're not going to get four all stars, but we have Dame, certified bona fide superstar, CJ and Nurk. I know, uh, g- just below all stars, yeah. stars, stars, stars. For sure. and then you got to get decent role players right below them but we've never been able to do that we've always fallen so off. hopefully yeah. we can do that this year yeah that's a good point, no, a good um, point. Great the, point. the last last thing i want to ask about the trade deadline before we uh end the show for tonight did you either of you take this um kyle I'll let you start this one one more time did you take this trade deadline and staying pat anyway as a sign of faith in the blazers youth assets namely Nasir Little, namely Anthony Simons is the the biggest one. Gary Trent Jr. has been hot as of late and showed he can really play some rotational minutes. Yeah. Did you think this was any sort of sign in the youth, uh, uh, sign in the trust in the youth by Olshay and Dame? Because as Tyler said, Dame's probably playing about 30% yeah. GM, you know. Uh, not that Neil's not amazing, but Dame's in his ear too. They, mm-hmm. they work together. Yeah. So what do you think? Oh, no, I totally think it did. And I think that one thing... That we, it's not that we forget, but we don't bring up a lot, like how how many talented youth players we actually do have on our team. And, and Anthony Nasir, Zach Collins, and then dude Gary Trent Jr. I know you've been on the I, Gary I'm train. Like, I, dude, <laughs> I like he he is dude strokes. He he strokes and not only like the last you know month or so he has proven what he can be, which is a role player for Damon CJ, which is what we need. We need you know him and Anthony as like those two guards off the bench. They don't have to play 20 minutes a game. No. They need to play. Oh shit, my you're good. You're on. good. They uh they need to, to play 10 to 15. And if you have the potential to drop 18, like Gary Trent has shown, Anthony has 
shown that potential, obviously, in the past. Like, that's what you need. And they're so youthful that it's like they're almost like the yep. next wave of guys because, we, you know, Dame's getting to – I know he's obviously in his prime. He's having his best season ever. But he's getting to that point where it's it's going to be considered, like, is yep. he coming out of his prime? Uh-huh. And we're going to have two guys. And I'm not saying Gary Trent's going to be a star by any means, but he's a guy that I've been really impressed with. Yeah, and the play. trust, I think, more lies within guys like – Collins and Nurk because they can really take him to that next level because they know I mean Simons is still young he's what 19 20 he's having a, this year of experience him and Gary and this, even Nasir Little he's been making jumpers I've been loving what I've seen from him crashing the boards yeah that's all great but N- Collins and Nurk are a little ahead of schedule where we need them to be to help Dame out um, but yeah, it's a total trust uh, yeah, but of the young guys for sure. Look at the step that Collins made for one season. Uh, what, it, what if Nasir and Gary Trent and Anthony make that step well, that's next that year. next season, right? So yeah, we'll, hopefully it is. Yeah. So Boom. I think what we're saying is, if not this year, then next we're guaranteed the title. Well, okay. well, it's well one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This year, this year it's going to be a little tough, but uh, next year for sure, like it's yeah. uh, it's a I mean, lock. We're it's actually, and then if not in the next year, then the next year, right? Well, for sure, win it. I right. know. It's and I mean, by that point, we will have had one, if not two, probably three, maybe three, probably. <laughs> probably gonna let's be honest we're probably gonna win it this year so it's fine all right let's wrap it there this has been your uh first episode of the backyard blazers as we've come back um to provide you great blazer content as the season winds down we're gonna be starting a mailing list here if you'd like to uh get on board with that so you can see when new episodes come out chances are you're one of our friends you probably know tyler kyle or myself so just reach out to one of us we can get you on that mailing list so that you don't have to do any effort at all and we'll just send our voices Mm -hmm. right into your ears hey love Uh, to hear from you as well yeah and and we'd love to hear from you on opinions of what we should do as well as if you'd like to uh, come on we're really looking for rip city faithful and uh, kind of the urban route so if you want to be a guest on the backyard blazers and you maybe have a topic you're really passionate about that pertains to rip city reach out to us and let's try to set something up we i think people like to hear from the fans all the time and um we're just a couple of fans ourselves so we'd love to sit this down pod, and talk. this pod is for the degenerate Blazer fans. (laughs) Gambling's always there. There's a home for you. Yes. Right. (laughs) Just get in contact with Kyle, Tyler, or myself. Otherwise, we'll be back either next week or the week after. New episode coming towards you in the next 14 days. We can promise you that much. Till then, go Blazers. Peace. The series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Lillard got it.